Thanks for taking the time to tune into CFR Network. If you enjoyed the content, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. And if you ain't already, most definitely share. If you'd like to go that step further and to support the broadcast, go over to sbmentality.com and go get yourself some merch. And also go check out my sponsor over at Instagram, Supreme of the UK. Thank you for your continued support. separation from God like we stuck in the station Rely on yourself and you're dead wrong And we survive in satanic invasion But too many of us are just headstrong I tell them it take long and we singing the same songs wow. He's active, he's breathing, he's the living word Believing what you reading can save you from being burned <laughs> Free will cause you predestined to die But choose wise, he's returning like a thief in the night Alright? So we ride, and we ride, and we ride, and we ride To eternal life, die to sin, no condemnation in Christ Fully submitted my life Snow and sitting here in condemnation Thinking about the judgment facing If you just turn around, he will forgive you Everybody talking now and now wind Even as the storm is blowing can redeem your soul and forgive you
or Niha, Wassalam, all of the uh, universal greetings. Glad to be back, fast and rapidly approaching the Gregorian year of 2023. And a good way to wrap it up is to bring the sibling on, who we haven't built in some time, TCA. Welcome to the broadcast, sibling. What do you do? Hey, I'm very, very well. Thank you for inviting me on. And um, let's get into this conversation. Most deaf, most deaf. So I thought we would start it off quite haphazard of sorts in regards to a wrap up of 2022. It's gone with a blink of an eye. Mm. Like what, what have been some of the, the, the major sort of stick out points for you for this, this quick 365 Gregorian year? Just, I guess, how COVID is no longer an issue anymore to an extent. Like we were getting, you know, we're being attacked by this vicious, ferocious, never ending virus. And it just seems to have slowed down. And now we're in a, I guess we're in a, a war situation, apparently, yeah. with Ukraine and stuff like that. And it's like due to the war, the war got rid of the virus or, or put the virus into, hibernation so yes indeed and now we're getting into the uh you know we've had a bit of snow and stuff you know depending on where you are you might be lighter or heavier but i'm pretty sure we might have some more i mean because we've got that um scarlet fever thing that i've got parents mm. or sure you know what's going on and i'm prior wasn't there a, a polio incidents and they were blaming it on obviously the, the the immigrants the illegal immigrants mainly who are coming <laughs> over by um lots of different means whether they're fleeing alleged war-torn countries etc um, but they're coming over here and they were saying look you know your children you need to get these um things put into your little children to protect against the other little children mm. even though the most high created us and our internals generally perfect, especially in regards to immune system. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's funny that scarlet fever uh, epidemic now and people are, I think it's, they've said six children have died um, with strep A infections in the UK. And I guess what's going to be the next panic to get people because it's all about energy harvesting, really. Yes. It's all about keeping people in a state of fear. When you're in a state of fear, you're easy to control and govern. One, because you're not really thinking clearly and coherently. And two, because 
it sounds like it, you know, you like excitement, euphoria, all of those things help the pharmaceutical industry promote their stuff, you know, stress pills, stress relief, mental health, anxiety. So it, it, it's all like, it's all, all it is is like a business framework. And yes. these things are essential to have a very prosperous business, you know. If people are thinking logically, then they would say, okay, maybe I can look at a herbal route. Maybe I can look at just knowing how my body works, the um, circulatory system, you know, how, how does this body part relate to that body part and look at things analytically. But when you're in a mind state of fear, you don't really use that left side of the brain that well. Agreed. And just to add on top of that, you've also got the the added um, climate that we're in now reference, energy bills, mortgage rates, <laughs> you know, it's like they're piling on, on to humanity and mankind. They are piling on all of these woes, challenges, obstacles, hurdles, the fear porn. It's just like, how much can people take? And if you don't, have a analytical mind if you cannot critically think you're just going to be constantly you know oh this is coming let me just back that out of the way let me just back this out of the way or or let me land let it let it land on my lap and mm. i'm going to stress over this you mentioned mental mental health the mental wealth of people and health has mm declined dramatically you can just see it when you're out and about and you're just looking at people and they just they just look drains mm. outside of the sun being busting and all that and people had a bit of you know smiles and all that now the sun gone yeah <laughs> no more 40 <laughs> degrees people are wow. just looking upset mm. so you're saying people's images are reflective of their environment in terms of economically, socially, because, you know, we've come out of a social hiatus mm -hmm. of not being able to speak personally face-to-face. -face. If I, it got so bad, like grandmas weren't embracing their grandchildren through fear of death or yeah. something like that. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting that, because obviously I'm not in a city like that anymore. I'm kind mm -hmm. of like bush bush. <laughs> so yes, I hope yes. I'm so disconnected. It's only when I go to the city, which is very infrequent, that um I see that, but because I don't have terrestrial TV and anything I watch, I choose to watch. Indeed. You know? So I don't really, I'm not really like even with that um individual that you mentioned earlier with the charity and stuff, because I'm not really around that many people like that, and I'm not in the thick of a city environment, I don't really get caught up in the latest hype yeah. unless. I, I, I kind of stumble across onto it by accident. You get me or design or whatever. So um, it's interesting that you're saying people's face bears witness to the trauma that they're experiencing potentially. Um, wow. <laughs> well, it's hard these days to, 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 to keep the facade up. You know, obviously people have the public facade and all these mm. different facades. It's hard to keep that up now when, when in essence on social media, you're flossing hard, you're living your best life and all that. And then once the phone turns off, you're sitting in an empty room, cold like a so-and-so <laughs> with a couple blankets wrapped on, looking wow. at, the, at, at the electrical meter thing and the gas meter saying, rah, I've got to put another 10 pound in here. It's going to run out. Mm. 
the stress of it, but to everybody else, he'll, he'll come out the house or she will come out the house and she'll be all smiles to a point, you know, but mm. the ones who have eyes to see and ears to hear, they will look and think, yeah, man, you ain't doing too good still. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. Man, I could just say, all, all I can say is praise the most high, man, that in, in that situation, I'm not in that situation. I've just, for the past five years, I've been out of that environment yeah. and yeah. been able to predict the storm before it arrived and had contingencies in place so that yeah. I haven't really been impacted by anything to make me um, fearful. And that's, and obviously if you've been impacted by things, you will be fearful if you don't know where things are going to come in to feed the family or to heat the house or to do this and that. Then, like you said, you have a facade, a persona, and then that's interchangeable depending on who you're around. But for me, because of where I'm based and just because of the foresight, um, like for example, when, when COVID hit, I was just walking around on the beaches by myself, like, Nobody was around, and it was a blessing. It was just like mm-hmm. I felt like I was in paradise. Like, I was like, yo, this is some paradise, you know, this fresh beach, man, and yeah. the wildlife, the hedgehogs, the the deers, and them things there. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, yeah, yeah my youth was walking up and down, and it was just like, I mean, I am legend. Freedom, <laughs> a yeah, free man. thing, yes, I'm yes. Free- I yes. like, I've never, you can't, I've never experienced that. And then when I go back to Birmingham, um, but I, re- I rarely go anymore. But when I do go back. I noticed that there's a lot of gentrification now. I just noticed that it seems very grey. Yes. And obviously, if you're all living on top of each other, which we all have done in that environment and place, then it comes with host- that host- um, host- uh, host- hostility. Mm-hmm. And it's just natural, isn't it? Like, for example, if you have a free um, piece sofa and I'm sitting next to you, and you're and, and you know on that free piece of it's uncomfortable as men to sit on a free piece, you know, yes, with yes. the next man. It's like, yo, okay, I'm at the far end of the extremity, you're at the other end of the extremity. In that in that middle piece, in that mid middle passage, that's like, you know, we don't really cross that threshold subconsciously. Mm. You'll be on your side, I'll be on my side. Now, if it's a gal them or a female, you might go a bit closer, but then is there's boundaries if you're married and that and you just got a different mindset. Indeed. You know, like I wouldn't I wouldn't try to rub my leg up on a woman because I'm, I'm married you get me more there's certain, there's, there's certain boundaries you get me so if you link it like that on just a social level like a very personal intimate social level zoom out of that and look at that from a environmental perspective and if you have houses on top of houses it's impractical you know mm-hmm. it's going to be hostility combativeness <laughs> by design do you even don't know them you know <laughs> of course just, just by design Hansworth and Ladywood or you know Newtown versus this town it's just stopping uh, us really when you step back and check the play but when you're caught up in that environment that's all you know it's just natural it's just this is what it is this is what I was born into this is what I see every day this is my environment so you adapt or quote unquote die right 100% but the other thing by design which they've done as you've mentioned the gentrification I mean historically up until let's say late 90s most areas had a you know this is a mixed kind of area this is a predominantly black area this is an Asian area kind of thing that uh, you can't necessarily say that anymore outside of the Asian areas 
there's pockets mm-hmm. of white areas, but it just seems with these influx of the from the Kosovans, from the the Bosnians, the Chechnyans, the Afghanis, the East African wave with the Somalis, Eritreans, etc., the Nigerian wave. There's just so many different cultures within Brum. And let's not mm. let's not forget that London is saying, "Oh, you you've got an eviction problem." Okay, yeah. Well, we're gonna throw you out the house. Just just pack all your stuff up and leave it outside. If some stuff gets teeth, no, no worry about it. But what we've got is a wonderful, nice place for you. You're gonna have to travel a bit though. It, it's in the West Midlands. It's in Birmingham. You have a nice little house <laughs> up there. You know, you can come out of London. <laughs> Even though you've grown up there, you're probably third, fourth generation, sixth generations of being a Londoner. No, 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 you're now in Brum. Mm. Different culture, mm. different scene, no underground thing. It's it, they have just, just matched all the cultures to get it up here. Mm. I'd say, I say that's like um, America, it's like a melting pot. And again, it's by design. If you keep people fragmented, then they have to work together to iron out their differences to be able to uh, challenge the, the 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 puppet master per se, or to lay a claim because you got to link up with the Bengali brothers and link up with the Pakistani brothers, then the the Negro brothers, then the mixed brothers, then yes. the, the the European brothers, and before you know it, you got a cousin who's half Pakistani, you got another cousin who's half Indian, another cousin who's half. Uh, European, another cousin who's half this and half that, and then your whole family is just blended, fragmented, and even in your own family, you got culture clashes. You know, yes. some of your family are on S Club Seven. You're like, huh, what's that? And some of your other family are on reggae vibes. You're like, yeah, man, I can vibes with that. So it's just pure mishmash and mash mish by design. You know, which is not the most size way. You know, because the most size is very clear, and then people think it's racist, but it's not. It's just preference. You know. Um, like Muhammad Ali would say, blue birds, blue birds, red birds, red birds. But it's very controversial, very um it's it's not well received today. It but, isn't civil. The thing is, the thing is, I just understand that the, um I just understand the formula. Like the world works with formula like maths. Maths is about equations and formulas, yeah. So there's nothing bad about a formula, but when you like I said, when the world that we live in as kind of painted that formula in a bad way i can understand why people are a bit hostile to that yeah because we've been prescribed and then i'll play righteous advocate oh well tca um like you know we're the apex you know um animals yeah of course bluebirds and tigers and lions and stuff but we're more advanced you see so we can make a choice whether we and also it's you know there are differences and and sometimes within the animal kingdom that may happen but because we're advanced and we have that critical thought patterning and the ability of choice we can do what we want to say so the animal is less advanced than us but he knows or she knows that the purpose of life is to reproduce themselves we're more advanced than them but we don't know that the purpose of life is to reproduce yourself. In fact, that's racist. That don't make no sense. So it just shows you the mind state of people, man. And like I said, most people, when you speak to them on a level, most European people, like I spoke to a um, Scottish guy the other day, man, he was like, oh, too many strangers are coming up here now. And he looked at me, because <laughs> we were just having a general chat, you get me? He looked at me and he was like, I don't mean I don't mean to be racist. I'm not trying to be racist. I said, bro, listen, you're all right to say that, blood. I'm a stranger, man. How you mean? Like... <laughs> 
mm. in, in a sense to an extent i know we was up here before and this that the other but as at the moment in time i'm like yes but it wasn't it wasn't singling me out per se it just and it, and the way he was saying it he weren't trying to be offensive he was just trying to say his truth in it i said look man nothing wrong with you being patriotic and loving yourself on a national level That's yes not but when it transitions into like intolerance and just belligerence against a certain characteristic then that's an issue but we're supposed to be hospitable with everybody until people give us a reason not to and he's like yeah man i see you see you get it i said bro i know but people in the matrix man yes and they think they think being patriotic is racist so white people can't even be proud of being white like, bro be proud to be white man some of the things you've done is a bit freaky but yeah. it is what it is likewise some things that other nations have done have been freaky i like to bring balance man and overstanding you get me this is the whole thing, overstanding, understanding, uh, and understanding. And also another fourth one to that will be equal standing, where we can all get on both on board with all of those three um, elements of analyzing the information, observing it, you know, um, and then coming forth with the, the equal, <laughs> like, yeah, that makes so much sense. Well, well, why shouldn't I love myself? Mm. I mean, James Brown, I'm black, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. You sound like Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> Even though when we get to it, black, yeah. white is geosocial political terms. Mm. We do know that. I mean, some people are very strong up on that. No, no, because when you look at it in a legal sense and in, in a judicial sense, black is power. The judge wears black, you know, every, you know, when you are in a financial sense, if you're in the black, you're in credits. Yeah. Mm, so mm. I, I get it. I totally get it. But it's so nondescript because mm. as the knuckle dragging ignorant folk, they will see someone from the continent of Africa and they will see someone from the Caribbean and they will say, yeah, those black people. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, our, our, our uh, our siblings who are in in uh, East India, they'll look at them and say, hey, they're black there. You know, the ab Aboriginal folk of Australia, they will say, yeah, they're black. <laughs> very, very loose term and of, of in very loose term of reference. Definitely. And it strips us away from, again, as we already know, I'm not singing to the choir. This is more for the, for the ones who are stumbling across this. Team. Yeah, man, 100%. <laughs> you know, like... Black, coloured, Negro, West copper Indian, coloured, man. copper coloured races of the Americas, <laughs> you know, Caribbean oh, yeah. is part of the Americas. Like, who? Okay, well, how come you got all these titles? African American, Black mm. British, Black West Indian. We've got our latest term now, if we look on our passports, we, we are now classed as Black British. There's no mention of West Indian. No Caribbean, nothing on there from our lineage, our where our forefathers and four parents came from two, three, four generations before, mm. which is a color now. Wow, how times change, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. And again, it keeps those people not knowing well all right yeah i know my grandma comes from from antigua or from ja yeah i'm 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 british i'm black that's it yeah and to, be, to be fair there is some currency in those charges you know because i was just thinking today if you are in if indigenous and, na and native is just semantics to an extent 
to an extent because let's just say that me and you yeah I, i'm assuming that your heritage is, is caribbean yes um, possibly jamaican possibly another island too um uh, but yeah so my my ancestry is spanish town saint catherine and um saint thomas so i've never been born i, I weren't born there though so mm -hmm. i'm indigenous to quote unquote europe or britain or whatever you want to england call it. yes indeed england <clears throat> I'm, I'm a native now of england because i'm i'm native to here and i was born here but mm -hmm. that doesn't mean my ancestry is from here and that's exactly. kind of where it gets misconstrued because people are like well, I've been here 400 years or 600 years. And I know I come from Africa somewhere, but nah, man, I've been here 600 years. So that disqualifies everything now. And it's like, okay, I understand the reasoning because you are native, you are indigenous now because 400, 300, 500 years have passed. But where was the origin point? Where was, where do you come from? This you is know? it. And at the moment, this is a strong, in the American space, uh, movement to disassociate from the African space or say we're different when we're not. You know, understand? I mean, I've got some fully pedigreed off brothers and sisters from the continent who blended out their seed a little bit here and there. And over time, if you imagine that for 400 years or 500 years, all that admixture, it, it'd be kind of like, for example, Tyreek, <laughs> Tyreek Nasheed, <laughs> Tyreek Nasheed's mixture, which no, there's nothing wrong with mix and this and that, but mm -hmm. Tyreek Nasheed is there for foundational Black America, but yet you've identified as being um mixed which is cool what's he so saying he's mixed like, with though hang on, he's saying mixed with everything but it's like it's like you know but then that same person will be not just him but you know your dane calloways and people of that sort saying they were indian i get it i get it's just terminologies and wordplay but then when you when you're profile anyway, it's just another it's just another can of worms, man. That just it's unnecessary when you just it's, overstand. There has to be a starting point to many things. And I know that Africa had colonies all over America, and it wasn't just slavery, and it wasn't just this, it wasn't just that. But that being said, where do you originate back to though? That's the point. Um, it's division, sibling. It's division. And I, I do get it because and I, I know you've experienced it as well. There are some brothers and sisters from the continent. Who are clearly from a different tribe from us and they're not down with us they don't want nothing to do with us and there are others mm. who are cool you know we can see we can see ourselves in them like phenotypically like raw i didn't even think he was from the continent i thought he was from one of the islands or something nah, nah, bro, nah, bro. Bro, bro look how it is with music and it like music the music scene for us well speaking for myself but i know you're part of that same catchment might be a little bit older or a bit younger but i'm assuming you might be a bit more older but Sidewinder in them days there, I was mm. probably a youth. Now, when certain people were ripping that microphone at Sidewinder, we were just thinking they're all Jamaican or Caribbean. Well, <laughs> we were just thinking they're all Caribbean guys and yes. like um Wiley, like Caribbean. Okay. Then we just thought, okay, Dizzy Rascal, we thought Tinchy Strider, or <laughs> all them guys from back in that yes, day. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, all right, Napa, Shizzle, mm. we thought, nah, he's a yardie. <laughs> Shizzle's a yardie. Mm. But certain man, them you're like, yo, it's only when it came out like, oh yeah, Dizzy Rascal's African. What? He's African. Oh, Tinchi's Af African. What's African? Like I remember yeah. when growing up, we didn't even know what Somalian was. Like it was like, yeah, one brother used to be around the ends and that, and we was like, oh yeah, he's a Negro. Like he's black and that. And then years later, I come like, oh, from Somalia. We're like, where's Somalia in Africa? Africa, like 
I thought, huh? Africa. So there's a lot of ignorance on steroids. Yes. When, when we were growing up, and then you found out D double D or D double E, and who else was there? Quite a few people, man, in the scene, man, growing up, and you, you just think, oh, they're Jamaican. We'll just put them in a Jamaican box of the yes. Caribbean. Box. Yes. And then you grow up and you're like, hold up, you're Nigerian. What's Nigerian? <laughs> like, mm. you're Ghanaian. What's that? So there's mm. been a lot of ignorance, but I guess in the, in the UK space, there's a, an abundance of culture and nationalities and stuff. So we're a little bit more nowadays, more versed than probably the American space. But they've only had Yeah. And think about it as, yeah. Yeah, of on, course, bro. no, no, of course. And if you think about it back then times, I mean, I didn't have, in my junior school, there was, there was literally white folk, Caribbean folk, East Indian folk, and there was one Chinese woman, young girl, I should say. When I went to secondary school, there was, I don't think there was any Chinese people, mm. Oriental people. It was just Asian, Black. And again, there was no Africans. It wasn't until I left, I started seeing an influx. I'm like, you know, so I wasn't personally exposed to anybody from, from outside of being Caribbean. And the only thing we used to watch is things like Desmond's. That was the first time we probably saw um, <laughs> in the Gambia. <laughs> yes. Before, before Matthew, I didn't know, we didn't really know what I go on. And then we grew up nah. with a lot of prejudices and stereotypes that we inherited from English culture, European culture. And we just like have a, a I guess, a negative connotation of Africa being charity this and there's flies and AIDS and HIV. And then when you check the play, you're like, hold up. Yeah. So our ancestors came from Jamaica, yeah. But where were they before Jamaica? And then you chase some of them back and it goes back to West Africa, even yes. Central, even East. And you're like, wow, we've been so deceived for a long time. And everybody in their books of antiquity know who we are, yeah. where we came from. Yeah. But then we have we have this Desmond in-house fighting spirit, Port Pie, uh, Matthew spirit. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a test. It's a test. I think some of these people are paid agents. Um, I, th I think if they're not paid agents, you just they just see uh, the financial value mm -hmm. in causing more division. Because I, I do, but I, I do agree with some of the doctrine, and I'm using air quotes that um, Mr. Callaway has in regards to um, original folk in the wilderness of North America, where indeed, because it's described in um, Christopher Cologne's memoirs in pisos all of those guys described people who look like us now you can say okay well that was 14 you know 1492 them kind of times blah 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 all right where did they actually come from though like and as you say that as science says man comes from the oldest bones come from africa mm. but then we have to put another then into it because this mm. is where it gets complex. Mm. Lucy is supposed to be the oldest bones, right? So the, I don't even agree with all the evolutionary rhetoric of Lucy in Africa and, and this South is Africa the and, thing. and America. I don't, I, I don't really subscribe to them things anyway. So it's like a dot water off a duck's back to me. Yes, because it's mute. Because if you enough Pan African brothers, unfortunately, cling on to this thing. Mm. Because if you look at you, you know what a Lucy is, right? Lucy's a monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like, that's, like I said, isn't it? when it comes to the evolutionary rhetoric and, and certain claims that are made, I don't yeah. even resonate with it to like advocate for it. But mm. in terms of like Christopher Columbus and um, 
Cortez and all them people there. I've read all their books, like the references. Not I've read the references for myself. I've, I've looked at it for myself. I've read what they've wrote and I've, I've, I've written. And um, I've seen the descriptions and what they're talking about. And I appreciate that we had settlements in Brazil, West Africa, Mali. I'm talking about before Mansa Musa. You know, yes. all you have to do is follow the trade winds from West Africa and you would end up in the Brazilian space. And it's interesting that the people of Liberia, you know, they're called one of the biggest tribes in Liberia was called the crew. And it's funny that when you have a ship, you have crewmen. So that just indicates how our people were navigate, were, were, were born navigators. When you read the scriptures, one of the tribes, I think it's Zebulon or one of them, they were known for their, their tribe, fair, their water fairing. You know, and it's not just Israelites that were um, navigating by sea. Many nations were navigating by sea. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, yes. But when, I, when I've read these things by Columbus, bro, I've read them like he's mm. saying the people had horse hair. Mm. And he's saying that even describe white people there. Now we have to overstand as well. There were people with white complexion in the American space. Mongoloids. Not even just the Siberian migration and the okay. Indonesian migration. But so also people. There were some people there that was probably from North Africa and probably even South Africa that migrated across there. Because when you oh. read a lot of these Indian um, oral histories and traditions, they said that yeah. some giants suddenly just turned up on their doorstep of boats and they were known for cannibalism, homosexuality mm. and taking over lands by, by, by mass. Like I've literally got the documents. I read it the other day. I did a live stream on it. So America was an interesting place. It wasn't just all uh, one type of people there. Loads of people going to and fro, you know? A hodgepodge, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, man. Like, it, 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 yeah. See, some people get lost in the color of our black this or I know. brown this and that. But some of the documents are saying it was kind of... Because when, when you look at, um, uh, what is it, the Azores? Mm -hmm. you know about the Azores? That was inhabited by... Because that's near close to North Africa, Morocco. Uh, Mauritania, like it's kind yes. of in the North African region. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, in that North region, you do have Northwest. You do have yeah. you, you do have people that have a variety of complexions. Like you have mm -hmm. the Berbers, you have mm -hmm. the the Moors, but you had the Blacker Moors. There's so much history. There's so much history, but there's a yeah, lot well, of ignorance. See, and, let um, me just let me pause you right there for one yeah, moment. Man. Moors, biblically, are, are, are Moors Canaanites? Nah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, the reason, yes and no, but it's a complex one because it was a universal umbrella term. Exactly. But then over time, they, I guess, ostracized those who were black and they called them the black Amor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the Moors were a confederacy of Berber, Arab, exactly. yes. and Sub-Saharan blacks. Yes. Who had been converted to Islam by the sword, Indeed. or who had willingly converted to Islam, and then you had the Berbers, which were like a um, a northern hybrid, northern. nomadic kind of nomadic. light pale. Yeah, 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 man. Yes, so yes, a lot of them, yes. yeah, man. So a lot of them people, them ended up in in America. That's why you have more town and more this and more that. I get all of that stuff. But that being said, these people, I believe, based on the scripts now, because yo, there's so much stuff that's come out recently about the scripts, man. That's just gave it validity. For the uh -huh. African continent. And that's why I feel like everybody's going against the story of the African continent. Because when you take away Africa from the equation, you can't call yourself no Israelite or try to make claim to any kind of heritage without Africa being in the mix. <laughs> well, oh, I, heard, 
I heard a certain um, prolific <clears throat> universal ex-camp cult mention this um Afro oh yes is what israel is it's, it's it's you know it's africa but it's not like the main body of africa it's up at the top yeah whether it's the main body or not it's still on a tectonic place of africa <laughs> like <laughs> we can't get away from it and now don't get it twisted we can rewind time maybe three four years ago no probably even uh, yeah about three four years ago and i was yeah yeah but it's still different no it's still different <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. But it, it's through knowledge, wisdom, understanding, reading the text more, and just looking, looking and, and observing and thinking, okay, well, you know, logically, uh, yeah, it, it makes sense. And all of us wasn't all plan ships. Mm. There was a remnant that was that's there, that's still there to this day, but they don't know that you know, we've got the 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 well-established tribes who are um, still keeping the commandments, etc. Mm -hmm. Although some of them have got the Yolkamas on and all that kind of stuff, but that's a sidebar. That's a sidebar. Um, but you've got people who are, unfortunately, they have fully integrated into this the the continental African spirituality, maybe whether it be the conversion out into the Catholicism or the Seventh-day Adventists or whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they have no clue. They have no identification. They don't know nothing about nothing because they're still here. They can maybe read about us in the book and say, oh, well, you know, those, those guys got scattered off, but we're still here on the continent. So that can't be us. Mm, 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 mm. It's true, man. But it's, it's an interesting one because not everybody got scattered and got put into um, a slavery situation. There's only two tribes. Um, predominantly, it would have been other people too, because no one had like a a, a fine dossier of <laughs> like, okay, 10 from here, 10 from here. But they were very strategic on who they were trying to take. Yes. And that's been archived quite um, immensely. And it's only because they changed names, they've changed things on maps, that's kind of made things a bit disjointed. But when you start to build with the people on the continent in terms of, exchanging of communication and resources you know like for example benin the name yes. benin is just a crucial like like benin is wahida wahida is jehuda so there's a place in benin called Beno, benoni and benjamin before he was called benjamin he was called benoni so names are like gps they give you yes. away that's why they change the names and you know when you go to the ashante or you go to ghana you have Ashan. There's a tribe called Ash there was a song called Ashan. And they say that TI means the son of. So Ashanti means the son of Ashan. Um, when you go to Congo, there's a place called Zaye. You see Zaye in the scriptures. Yes. There's so many places that are just mentioned in the scriptures, bro. And mm -hmm. you have to remember that the colonized Africa got rid of Bantu, got rid of certain languages, got certain yep. rid of certain customs, they demonized things and made made things anathema and told people not to look into things and stuff like that. Then th those who were dispersed, they did the same to them, re-educated them, miseducated them. So both sides of the equation, both whether they be continental or diaspora, there's been a miseducation system in place to keep these guys from embracing each other. Yeah. When you start to embrace each other, you're like, rah, hold on. In it, in it. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> wow, wow, wow. And, and, then, and then you're just having that conversation and you're like, wow, we, we are so, for example, brother, I've read some documentations on that. When it comes to food, 
one of our staple diets in the Jamaican space is, is yam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you go to West Africa, um, you have the Wolof tribe. And the Wolof tribe, they say for food or for eating, they say nyam. Ratted. So when you start just chatting to man them on a level, not on no religious yeah. thing, because I'm not even yeah. on a religious thing like that. I'm on a culture not. thing like, yo, Indeed. what is the culture? Well, how mm. does it harmonize? Yeah. And, and let's move from there. Religion will keep you in our, your Adventist, your moment. Like, I'm not on that. It's dead. The mindset's so dead. And I used to be with that mindset, so I know it's dead. But yeah, religio divide to separate, you know, to divide. It's doing it's doing its job. It's doing its prescribed job. I don't necessarily think that any of these um, religions were supposed to be religions. They were supposed to be mm-hmm. the system for those set of people yep, to deal yep, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it is, man. It's very simple stuff, man. It's very it's so like for example, there's a this is what I'm saying. Like I spoke to my Benin brethren. And there's a custom that they do. It's in the Bible. Yeah. Now, you would just say, oh, that's some African spiritual juju. But it's actually in the book. And, <laughs> this, and, the, and the thing is this. When a man has a wife here, yeah, she's supposed to be a virgin. Supposed to be. That's how sacred we took sex. That's how <laughs> sacred we made things. But now everything's just up for grabs, literally. So there's a custom when a father gives it, like even the, even a dowry system, there's so many systems that were just our system. Yeah. And it's in the scriptures and it's yeah. complementary. It's mm-hmm. just African spiritualism or mm. whatever you want to call it. So um, when you take, when you get a woman, she's supposed to be a virgin. And if she's not a virgin, one of the tests is obviously um, the flower. So if the flower doesn't give any marks on the, on the sheet, then that, that that's not a virgin. So then you can ask for an investigation or you can query the parents because you yes. paid dowry for the Indeed. bride and the bride's not a virgin, so you've been shortchanged. And mm-hmm. that was like a, a um a way of proving if the girl's a virgin or not. So what Purity. would happen was it's weird, it sounds creepy now, brother. The parents, after they do that little thing <laughs> and open the present per se, using a <laughs> metaphor, when they open the present. The parent would take the wrapper and have it as a souvenir. Sounds crazy. Yeah. But that is just, that is in case if it gets to court. Yes. Or if the court is accused of being um, a whore, because mm-hmm. whoredom was a big, a big taboo in our culture. Yes. Now whoredom is a big thing, batty riders and batty this and that. But, 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 but that thing there was used as a witness by the parents to say, look, when we gave it to you, she was a virgin. We have the proof. Mm-hmm. We have a receipt. Yeah. Um, it's a custom that they do today in Nigeria. Sounds creepy, sounds funny, but then when you show people it's in the book, yeah, they're like, huh? But it's I just knew, I knew about the, the the exactly communication and keeping these traditions going on. I knew about the clafting, you know, but I didn't mm. know about them keeping it after still. Yeah, man, like it's weird, it's weird, but you pull it from <laughs> check it like this year. Um, I'm not saying I'll be up for that one, but you get people that. Um, they lose their teeth and the tooth fairy comes and, you know, many of our parents have got our teeth as ornaments somewhere in their little ornament box. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing with my tough man? I'm like, my tough mat, bro. <laughs> For real, but so I I get no, and and that's an excellent analogy to to go along with it because that and that's what it is. It's it's a significant physical memory which has been encapsulated in that sense. Um, you pick it up. Oh shit, I remember. My daughter, this is the thing, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, this man. tooth, yeah, yeah, because, yeah, man, embossing tooth off the door and, yeah, yeah, something, something, this is baby tooth now, yeah, yeah. 
Man out there, man out there making tooth change, you know. <laughs> like like Papa Shango from WWF days. You know what I'm saying? Bit tough chain. So when you just when you just, when you like literally strip back all of the because even in the, the American Indian space, I know there are some American Indians who have West African ancestry. But for example, there's a tribe out there, the Seminole. Now the Seminole integrated with the indigenous Indians or native Indians. I don't get caught up in the wordplay, but the mm-hmm. people them that were there from Siberia who went all the way down to South, Meso and North. Yes. They still have the same phenotype, bro. Yes. Wherever you see them, they're not all mongoloids. Some of them have a rectangular head mm-hmm. and they're further South America. Some of them have like a, a circular head. They're more like, Meso and North, but they all look the same, bro, to an extent, to an extent. And um, yeah, it's 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 kind of like there's a tribe in the American space. Obviously, the Seminoles are not really a tribe, they're like a combination of people I was coming say, together. Yeah, 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 yeah. But one of the languages that these these people spoke was Gula or Gula. Gula, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Gula just takes you back to the continent. So it's just miseducation on steroids, man, when it comes to who people are. And obviously people have, people have mixed and had relationships with people and then, then people have divided loyalties and then they want to probably try, you know, cling to two or try, probably try and mix up the thing and cause a bit of contention due to not really knowing where they fit in, which happens. It's natural, it's normal. But at the same set time, um, you have to have a, a origin starter place mm. of origin to an yes. extent. Yes, yes. But again, <clears throat> which makes it even more complex of sorts, it's okay. Yeah, you know, I hear these these Hebrew brothers, these Israelite brothers, you know, they're talking all this stuff. And yeah, it kind of makes sense and stuff. But, you know, b- b- before that, you know, mm. before it was an oral tradition, we've got like, an inf- you know, an infinity of years that you know, Africans on the continent were doing their thing and they had all these different spiritual systems, which I'm pretty sure wasn't the same. They may have similar bits and pieces because as the Pan-Africans and, you know, the African spirituality people say, the Bible stole all this stuff from Kemet and and some of the other spiritual systems and stuff. Yeah, 100%, man. You have the negative confessions in the Egyptian um, religion negative confessions which is similar to some of the more or or morals in the um the scriptures so yes. there is definitely overlapping and overhanging you'd be insane to say there isn't you know but it's as if when it came to a certain time period a distinction was made to iron out or consolidate how the custom should be because um even when you just look at the 12 tribes of israel then two of the tribes were mixed with egyptians bro <laughs> Yes. Like, what are you talking about? Like, two of the tribes, bro, <laughs> are mixed with Egypt, bro. And not only that, his name's Ephraim. Like, mm-hmm. Ephraim. And then you read the book, there's a prophet called Ezra. You know, if you read the book again, you have a prophet called Deborah. Yes. If you look at the Old Testament, it's called the Prophetess. <laughs> yes. It's like, there's so many, like, you could, but what, what, like, like what I'm saying, what religion does, it gives you one little sound by it. All the Egyptians were evil. That's why they got the 10 plagues and Pharaoh got took out because he was a bad man and this, that, and the other, which is true to an extent. Yeah. However, what they failed to realize is that Joseph was used to save Egypt. Yahushua, allegedly, according to the story, he found refuge in Egypt. So a lot of, a lot of the times there's a one-sided critique of that Egypt's the ultimate boogeyman. 
But then we don't do the same when it comes to the Greeks. Because in yes. the book of Maccabees, the book they took out, the Greeks were raping yes. us. But we don't talk about the Eurocentric abuses. We only Forcing talk about us to eat pork. Pork, black and black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the way that the way we've been brainwashed to hate melanin or ham or this and that, it's just ridiculous. I don't really subscribe to a lot of the folly, to be honest. Because there's too much places where it over haps, over even, even even Psalm 23 or the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want his rod and staff comfort me. The Pharaohs had a rod and a staff. Mm-hmm. So it does it just don't make that much sense to disconnect from everything because everything's evil because it's Egypt. Now some things were a bit funky, you know, going out with all your daughters and that. <laughs> Pharaoh. Yes, um, but you see, with that kind of thing, we're talking about the um the pharaonic periods pre yeah you know pre-dynastic egypt you had you know original folk in essence from the continent of africa post that period up into the latter part it was all kind of different nations coming here taking the throne and this and that mm. so it's again you've got to you've got to look at things very widely we can't just look at one section narrow. okay mm. yeah very narrow very linear like okay let's look at the the phronic sections are oh, pre-dynastic ebik oh, well, 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 nubia what what connection does nubia have to to egypt apart from the geographical location it's south of 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 egypt plus Shemet. like well, no that's the building block without nubia sudan there would yeah. be no chemists Well, that's when you got to realize that the, the maps are upside down, potentially. Mm. <laughs> that's another story for another day, man. But the maps Definitely. are kind of upside down. South Africa, it's an interesting one. Like, how is the water running? How does run, water run? And now upwards. That, it just don't make sense. So That blew my mind when I first got that jewel. I was like, huh? <laughs> the Sofo in South Africa or near South Africa, known as the, the island in, or the, the kingdom of the sky. Because it's mm-hmm. so high up. In fact, there's some places in South Africa where they have a lot of snow. Yes, and, um, on the when you read the book, Exactly. And when you read the book of Enoch, it says he was in Eden, which is in East Africa, like Uganda, possibly like that kind of region, probably even modern day Ethiopia, which is kind of an injustice. But uh, in the book of Enoch, it says when he got taken, he went through some ice. He went through some ice. You're like, huh? Ice? Then when you check it, South Africa is not a million miles away from the Antarctica. And you're like, could it be, could it have been a land bridge? Could he just went technology-wise across? Because it says even that, man, there's so much questions you have when you read these things, man. And you start to understand the uh, history and the maps. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. Well, the maps are an important thing. I mean, we go back, you know, depending on what map author that you are mm. looking at, we've got Negro land being like the, the, the top half, of, you know, of, of, of dividing um, Africa, the dark mm. lands being below it. We, we look at other maps, we've got Judah kingdom, the kingdom of Judah, we got, you know, we, it, it's, it's, it's all there, but as we started to build on, they're throwing so much things at you. And because you've been conditioned not to necessarily want to think outside of Le Box, mm. you know, just to consume the, the housewives from Orange County, just to go on to coon star hip hop, as I refer to it as, to watch people beat themselves up and fight, fight videos and all kind of debauchery, you know. I mean, just think. You walk up to someone 
and you punch them in the face and knock them out and they fall backwards, they could bust their head open and die. Mm. Like people are not th- I'm soccer kicking people in the head. They're not thinking. People are just, they've been conditioned so well, sibling. I feel, I feel terrible for the youth, for some of the adults who have been conditioned to the point where they can do these things. Because fair enough, you defending home, family, you know, property, of course, you know, you might get down in a certain way. But to just go out willy-nilly and just say, yo, I'm going to knock out my man over there, you know. Film this shit and we'll put it on, on social media. It's insanity. Mm, definitely, man. Definitely. Especially growing up, we never had 24-hour stimulation. I mean, even if you was getting bullied in school. Because I was a little terror when it came to like, I guess name calling. Because I was very quick <laughs> with um <laughs> with the wordplay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Glory to the most. I very, very kind of quick with the wordplay. So, um, but even in that, you had a break on the weekend, or you had a break when school ends. But this generation now is like. 24 7 possibly with your mobile phone and facebook yes. or all these social media outlets man i'd hate to be a child going into school nowadays man that's just oh, but but sibling what are the parents doing allowing their children to have access to damn social media now of course there are ways around it and certain children um and kids so i'm gonna make that delineation will push the boundaries and say i was told not to do it but you know what I'm going to sneak on and see what the deal is kind of thing. So we get that. But as a parent, you should be saying to your child and to your kids, none of that until you read 16. Yeah. You see what's going on, right? We're driving in the car and I'm pointing out all of the, all of the the dysfunction within Mm. teenage society. I don't want you a part of none of it. So until you read 16 and at that point, you've got enough, you know yourself, you know yourself worth you know your foundation, which we have created to get you to this point. So now I'm going to leave it to you to trustfully make the best decisions you can. People are just like, yeah, man, give them the iPhone 29. Yeah, man, open it up. You, you want £55 a month? I'll spend that for your credits to get you to play your games and all that. Yeah, man, do it. It's, it's, it's insanity, sibling. Boy, so I do think there should be responsibility predicated upon age but not everybody at the same age has the same mindset but i guess a standardized approach of saying 16 or because i know some 30 year olds who who, well i don't (laughs) i used to should i say (laughs) but you you come across people who are big like for example put it like this year when somebody gets arrested or incarcerated at um let's say 16 and they do a 10-year bird, they come out at 26. Sometimes, I know times are changing now, accessibility to information, but sometimes those people come out of prison and they they have that same mentality as a 16-year-old, although they're 26. Yes. So we're having, in our community especially, a lot of our um, brothers and cousins and fathers and them things there have came out, well, fortunate for me, I only had a sibling who went to prison. My dad never went to prison. I never went to prison. Um, but yeah, in our generation especially, we were targeted wrongfully, rightfully, stop and search, criminalize, ostracize. 
I don't want to give it too much of a victim mentality, even though we are victimized. Yes. But in our generation, especially now, we got men who are boys and a system that won't cater for men to be men. They have mm. to be feminized. They have to be effeminate because that's the only way we can deal with them or we have to medicate them. So we're living in a system now where you can't even be a man if you wanted to, but you still have to because you're a man. <laughs> you know what it is there? It's a catch-22, um, man. Manhood. Discipline. Manhood. The discipline that we may have received, good or bad, at least she was able to do certain disciplines, but now that discipline, forget it. And that's why the children are not fearful of their parents. And it's, it's, a, it's like, it's, it's a catch 22. It's a knock on effect. If you don't set a boundary, if you don't put a, if, before you remove a fence, that's why it was put there. <laughs> so a lot of fences are being removed. And then this is why we have the situation we have now where the children won't listen to their parents. They won't listen to the state. They won't mm. listen to the state. Then they're going to be incarcerated. Mm. You know what more I'm saying? More money. More money. It's all about more money, money, man. Like, this functionality pays, bro. It really does. And people just don't get it on so many different levels. It, it pays all the... Think of all... And I bring this point up all the time. Think of the industries that are connected to the incarceration of original folk. Mm. Lawyers, solicitors. Mm. Transport. Yeah? These, these yeah. agencies... The food people, them, the maintenance of the building, the security, the fire safety, the health and safety, the training, the food. Like, like, come on, man. Everybody's getting paid, boss. Mm -hmm. But it's, in a capitalist society, you got to have winners and losers, and you got to have one that keeps the, uh, mm. the wheel spinning, per se. But then in communism, it's just government controlled. So in both of these, I guess, governmental apparandi you're in pop street either way <laughs> you get me like capitalism you have to have a loser yeah and, and socialism is just government control big brother on steroids and then fascism which people don't necessarily talk about which is, is just the same as communism but just just very harsh and a lot more in your face <laughs> you know what I mean Kim, Kim Jong kind of thing Kim yes. Jong <laughs> yes yes hey sibling as we wind this build down let's touch on the um what I would say one of the biggest distractions specifically aimed at original folk which then obviously you know filters across the other nations we've had um We've had Ngozi Fulani attend a, um, a Buckingham Palace function relating to 13 days of some kind of event relating to like violence against women or something. Mm. And the media, I mean, I was, you know, I'm driving along, <clears throat> pardon self as I do, with the radio on, you know, going from appointment to appointment. And I hear this, oh, yeah. There's, there's, you know, there's racism talk and she got questioned for, for up to 10 minutes about where she comes from at Buckingham Palace. And I'm thinking, what on earth? And I'm hearing it everywhere. I go on social media, I'm seeing all these things. So I do the knowledge and I'm, you know, and then I hear, see, see loads of interviews from her, you know, quite articulate history. And I do the knowledge. Okay, she's putting in some work, boots on the ground. Why is this all in the media? Oh, What's what's going on? What's really hood, as they say in the wilderness of North America? Why is this being promoted and propagated? And what's the what's the ultimate goal, sibling? I would say, in my opinion, which is not to be taken as fact, I say it's just distractions and 
distractions and I guess distractions because when we had Prince Andrew doing his little thing that he was doing, mm. the media wasn't so forthcoming to keep reminding you. And even if they were, it was due to being pressured or you could tell that was definitely a pressure. They were like, okay, it's already out. So we need to control the narrative. Yes. And then you have certain situations that come out like the Kyrie Irving situation where it's as if it was just a tweet. So someone's gone around to hype up a tweet to put it into a position where now it's gone viral. So it's interesting. Similarly, with this situation, with this individual who works for a charity, was it uh, Red Cross or? No, charity? it's called Sister Space, Sister with a, uh, S-T- uh, a, a, a H at the end, Sister Space, who it's predominantly, well, it's exclusively for Afro-Caribbean and Afro African women charity who have been abused. Uh, Like I said, man, I just see things as smoke and mirrors. They wanted it to go out. Why did they want it to go out? Is it for a feminist push? Is there some in-house feminist beef? Is there some, we want to just throw some racial animosity out there? Yeah. Keep people distracted. That's it. I, I, that's the biggest thing. I think that the other ones, you know, the feminism elements, I think that, that that can be utilized at some point. But the main thing is to divide because I've been on uh, one of the first things I did social media wise. I said, let me go into the most toxic platform and let's see what people's um, thoughts are in relation to this. So I obviously went onto Twitter mm. and the vile on their sibling is just crazy. <laughs> I can't believe these people are on there and they got their pictures of them whether it's them actually <laughs> they got like their rough pictures Boy. their names on and everything talking the most wickedest thing and to give more context if, if people don't know the listeners and the siblings then this isn't just so-called european white people this is so-called black people who are saying my girl she's a race beta she, she, her name's not even Ngozi Fulani. She's misappropriating and reappropriating African names. She's wearing African cloth and she's Caribbean. She's a fraud and a race beta. I'm thinking, now on the, on the surface, I, I can understand. I mean, forget the race baiting element of it, mm-hmm. but I, I understand their curiosity. Okay, well, you know, you know that Afro Caribbean, as we've discussed in length, you know, the plight and what we've been through. So some people are searching for an identity mm. and they look back to the continent because we were told we were put on ships, etc. So what, what's wrong with her identifying? And utilizing a more African name versus a more European name. What's wrong with that? Mm, it's interesting because, like you said, if that's our identity, why can't you identify with that? And like I said, like we've kind of established there's a lot of ignorance on steroids, you know, in the even in the diaspora space and the English space, we don't like our grandparents were kind of anti-African. Mm-hmm. Not not to an extent of being anti. There was a lot of, I guess, jokes made at Africans. Extent. Yes. yes. And then conversely, on the continent, there's jokes made against the diaspora's expense, you mm-hmm. know? And then in the scriptures, it talks about these two nations, these two family members vexing each other. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole world comes together at any time, whether it be Remembrance Day, 
Um, the, the Japanese and the Americans will come together probably for Pearl Harbor. But when it comes to <laughs> our people, it's like there's a system in place that can't make the two people become one, despite artificial differences. Mm-hmm. So her going by Ngozi Fulani, Fulani is interesting because that's like a, 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 it's like an Arab name in a sense, Fulani. Um, they're more Muslim, Arab based yes. people. So that's interesting because the queen, she chases her lineage back to allegedly Muhammad. Muhammad, Islam. peace be upon him, as they say. Exactly. exactly. So it's just, it's just interesting, like the, the poking of the bear. For what yes. reason are you poking the bear? Are you poking? It's always political, you know, whether it's to sell newspapers whether it's to go viral to push a little race agenda to get some race money balance charity like with Black Panther Party and not but uh, Black Lives Matter and all them kind of things there because to be to be honest, black brothers get killed daily and mm. sisters get killed daily, but certain stories they amplify and yes. then you check you check the background and the fathers are Mason, Audra part of the Bully establishment and sometimes. In the game of chess, you have to sacrifice pawns to bring yes. out an agenda. So yeah. everyone gets suckered into the um the emotional element part of it. But when you step out of it and you like assess the situation, why is Al Sharpton always summoned? Why is Benjamin Crump always summoned? We know these guys are gatekeepers and boule. It's the, the same cycle of ignorance and then wanting a black messiah or wanting somebody to liberate. When you have to allow the most high to, to, to liberate yourself, you know? You have to understand that there's a game being played and it happens every free, every year or so. Black man dies, people are in arms, and then more laws come in place to go against you. Yeah, yeah. That's so key what you said there. There's no black messiah. There's no Chinese messiah for you. Well, potentially in, in another respect for the other nations, but there's no messiah universally that's coming to save anybody like that. You, whoever's listening, you are the person is going to be able to do what is necessary, you know, to change your life. If you want to eat something, it doesn't just appear at, at the sky, does it? Hmm. If you want to pay bills, the money doesn't just magically appear in your, in your bank without doing nothing. You've got to put in that work, right? And then you reap the rewards from the work. So there's no ex- people. It's the love with this externalizing of of someone on this physical plane coming to save them all. Donald Trump's going to come and save us. He's going to mm. clear the swamp. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, it's you funny know. you say that. You know, I know we got to wrap up in a second. Mm. I got to shoot off, but mm. it's funny you say that about the Donald Trump. I'll have to come in on, in in a second. But yeah, no, I go jump, jump, come. It's, it's an interesting one, but we're on play strategically. There's an individual that i won't even say his name but um he's a he's a he's a he's an interesting character to say the least but he this brother is like up there with the well he was formerly up there with the aristocracy to the to the point where he used to ride with um prince harry that's how high he's up there and it was up there in the aristocracy yeah man very interesting character and um i was just having a discussion with that individual um recently and um, it's more like a conservative Christian Eurocentric mm. opinion. So he 
sees Donald Trump as a messiah. That's somebody you. who's going to kick out the Kabbalah, and, not the Kabbalah, the Kabbal, and um, set everything straight and bring in a new order of peace and prosperity for the world and stuff. So it's funny that every group or every people have this like messiah uh, complex to an extent. Now, don't get it twisted. There is something that's going to happen because I don't believe that you get away with evil. Yes, like, of course you, not. There has to be some supreme justice and mm. that Messiah is going to do what he's going to do at an appointed time. And while that time hasn't happened, you need to be doing things for yourself and it not works. be waiting on something mm. externally when we know that is going to happen at a certain time, at a certain place. But while that's not happened and it's not here yet, or you need to be doing something about your situation, yeah. you know? Not have that slave mentality of our. Uh, I'll just pray because it says faith without works is dead. Is there? That's exactly what it is, man. Actions speak louder than words. Yeah. 100%. Faith, praying, all the mantra beads, the mala beads, all this business. Okay, so you've done that. What what happens after? Crystal balls and white sage and everything. So it's some. <laughs> Conjure some <laughs> all kind like, of madness that I do. It's yeah, like, get okay. three blue crystal and two orange, and me just make the thing go long, you know. Yeah, all right. burning <laughs> candles and all kind of thing, and this and that. Now, there's nothing wrong with burning candles, there's nothing wrong with having gemstones and all that. But, like, putting, like, come on, man, the most high created everything which is natural on this plane of existence i know there's some hebrews who not necessarily they don't mess around with gemstones and all that kind of stuff and each to their own but if the most high created this year and we know that you know um elements minerals have certain energy fields and have certain you know properties if the most high created this i'm going to try and utilize everything that he created for we 112 percent on that one and I, I would always say there's a there's a there's a thin line between good and evil, you know. So sometimes people get into these external gizmos for whatever reason, for whatever way they believe it may help or may not help. But sometimes they, then they put too much emphasis on an external thing too. In term, not not an external thing, a material thing, mm -hmm. you know. So that material thing becomes an idol in a sense. Idol. If I don't have yes. this crystal then I'm not going to be, if I don't have this, this, and this, this, and then before you know it, you've gone into a, a, a mind state of like what we would consider idolatry because you're not depending on inspiration the from the most high. You're, you're making your own idols of inspiration. And without them, you know, like some man them are so paranoid, <laughs> but COVID exposed a lot. If they didn't have a certain man them, yeah, <laughs> their hat is an idol. We know our sister's weaves are idle, but for some <laughs> man, them, the hat's the idol. Yeah. Some reason, the hat. <laughs> some man, I remember I used to go raving uh, back in the day. And if, my, if someone never had a fresh haircut, they'd wear their hat or try to fight to get into the club to have their hat on because in their eyes, they're not beautiful enough unless they have a fresh haircut mm -hmm. every Friday. So that hat becomes an idol then of reverence. Like it becomes like a lucky gadget or a lucky this or a lucky that. You know what I'm trying to say on, on a yes. real level? Like, yes. So, and, that, and that, I guess, is comparative of a woman and a weave. You know, some women feel imperfect without a weave, but it's an external thing or a, or a material thing yeah. that you're trying to get worth and validation from. So mm -hmm. I think there's a, there's, a, there's a thin line between knowing a chemical 
compound or the benefits of certain things, but yes. not letting those things dominate you to say that you need them to live and exist. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Hundred percent. And as you said, balance. And as I say, balance. Exactly. These bro. are the key things. Last one for you. Call true. Kanye West, formerly now calling himself Ye Ye, I guess. Mm. Um, another distraction, in my humble opinion. Trustfully, when he initially came out, like with you know, with some of the uh, some of our uh, information. Or some of the information <laughs> written yeah. within our manuscript, I should say. Um, I thought, okay, I'm going to give this guy a little bit of, uh, you know, he's finally woke up, even though he he was raised in one of the the biggest Hebraic communities in the wilderness of North America. He didn't know none of this thing, so I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then I'm uh, I'm moving on, and I'm seeing my Alex Jones with a damn Balenciago mask on and some Adidas gloves. Something. This is marketing, and I said it in the first build I did when it mm-hmm. first came out. I'm like, trustfully, he's on some righteous thing, but based upon his history, and we gotta look at the history. We can't just look at now. And people do make changes for the good, and they do grow and develop. But to me, I just think this is just damn marketing. This is just raw marketing, shock value thing, all the rest of it. I love Nazis, all this stupid stuff. This is just raw marketing because everybody's talking about it now. Let me let me just um, rewind a little. You said that he had a Balenciaga mask. Yeah, and man. I did I, I could I did watch the skit and stuff, but I didn't realize that that was <laughs> that was a Balenciaga mask, bro. And I did ask gloves. 100% Adidas gloves because I saw the logo. I'm not 100% sure if it was a Balenciaga mask. I would imagine it was because it looked so, it had zips on the eyes and all kind of stuff. So I would imagine it would have been a, like a top brand kind of thing. And he's got a very good relationship with Balenciaga as well. Let's not forget that there. Yeah, with his wife and stuff. Mm-hmm. This, this, this is the thing, you know, and this, this is going to show you my uh, ignorance of just certain topics here. I, I didn't even know what that... Listen, we're on base, yeah? You know, like the whole... Maybe if, it's, if I was in the city, I would change my car. Because my car is pretty dated, but it's a it's a strong boy. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nice little beast of a car. Yes. Get you but from A old. to B. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, but I could... And I could ease... Like, literally, I could easily get a new whatever and just be showboating. But we're on base. It's like, you know, it's just farmers. <laughs> What's the... Like... I remember when I first got to this place here, um, I had the city mentality of it. it has to be Adidas, it has to be mm. brand, it has to be this, it has to be that. And don't get it twisted. Um, yeah, like, nah, there's nothing to twist up or twist out. But I remember I went to Lidl or Audi and I saw some trainers there for £10, bro. I was like, you know, I'm just going to buy them. Because I need them to be walking. I need yes. them to do my to do my to do my um hitchhiking walking. <laughs> now, now, now I forgot all about this because I've been so out of the city for like X amount of years. When I came to the city to link some mandem, I was wearing like some hiking boots and stuff. And I looked at me and was like, bro, what are you doing in those boots, bro? And I'm like, oh, oh snap. Oh yeah, I need to switch back to uh, city <laughs> mode very sharply because this isn't the shoes that you wear in the city environment. Talking about Balenciaga now, I never even knew there was a brand called Balenciaga. You know why I know about them? Because all these little <laughs> London youths were wearing these trainers with spikes on them. And I always used to take the pee. And so one of my listeners kindly said, yeah, they're really expensive. And they're called Balenciagos. Bruh. 
Yeah, I was oblivious, bro, until this whole thing. That's what I'm saying. Probably is the perfect marketing because a guy in the sticks who didn't know about Balenciaga, now I know about Balenciaga, mm. you get me? So mm. possibly is a marketing thing because the things that he's coming out with as well would generally warrant a death decree or a, a mm. immediate termination of everything. Like yes. you wouldn't get that airplay. And then with the Kyrie Irving, even though I think it's all related, I just think it may be a false flag in a sense of distraction. Um, as good as it sounds, because they do this every year, <laughs> Nick Cannon, <laughs> then there was the uh, NFL player. Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, man. And then it's just like a bit of hype. Ice then Cube as ice, well. Ice Cube. You see what I'm saying? Mm. And then yeah, you, have a, you have a movement now called JBEA. Pardon? JBEA. So that's mm. Jewish... Black Entertainment Alliance. Wow. So Nick Cannon is the spokesperson on there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm, you see what I'm saying? So I don't, I, listen, I don't scratch unless I got itch. And I don't Damn think it. I need to itch that way or scratch that way, should I say. Interesting, man. This is like theatre. For the last couple of years, since the zombie apocalypse, all I've been shouting, theatre, <laughs> theatre. <laughs> We, we, but the, the worst thing about it is we're all part of this movie, this 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 mm. film that's going on, but we've been given no scripts, we've been given no payments, no mm. contracts. We're just unwillingly, some willingly, just going along with the thing. Like, yeah, man, I'll be extra here. Yeah, man, what do you want me to do? You want me to just jump in front of this boss? Yeah, man, I'll do it. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. And it's... Um, I was going to say somebody went out of my mind, man, but... Yeah, it is. It is coming across like a theater, man. Oh yeah, even some of the interactions that you see online. I believe some of them are disin—not disingenuous, but staged. You know, so for example, when you see certain people out there preaching on the corner and saying some pretty rotten expletive things, yeah. But the channel's not removed or taken down for oh, hate. Oh my! I know but it's exactly left to circulate. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm, 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 I am dumb and I am slow, but I ain't that dumb and that slow to know why would you allow this on though? Yeah. If 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 hate speech is so bad to send a tweet, yeah, why why do you know that there are channels out there that that is the the thing that they promote now? Fyodor Herzl, the Zionist champion, he says, we want to agitate anti-Semites so that we can liquidate the value from that because then we get funding, then we get to bring in the lobbyists, then we get to bring in laws, and then we get to, I guess, sing the victimhood narrative because we're being attacked. So they, they, they like to circulate certain groups um, so that they can appear more innocent. So you need to have these extremist kind of quote-unquote agitators so that it looks good on their half if that makes sense and it's a two-pronged attack because what it also does is for anyone says oh so tca man you, you christian or like well, i notice you're moving a little different and you, you say okay well you know you might drop a little something and they go online and look they type in israel or israelite or something and the first thing they see is these hate mongers mm. Cointel Pro, man. Cointel Pro. But with a with an Israelite veneer and a beard mm. and a fringe. It's all just like you said, a theater, you know. 
and and it's been proven time and time and again a lot of these um groups are cia or because cia means counter intelligence agency that's what yes. people have said also yes. catholics in action oh yeah, so a lot yeah, of these yeah. things are controlled by jesuits controlled by fbi also cia organizations cocaine import agency <laughs> exactly bro <laughs> freeway ricky ross man what it did to that brother and then one of his album covers was called um was it called the black what was his album cover now? Oh, you, you're talking about the fake rick, uh, rick ross oh yeah the fake rick ross the fake yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. i know you're talking about the real one but the fake yeah. one his album cover has got the uh, star of so-called david yes and, yes yeah you know do you know what i'm talking about yeah man the whole thing's just smoke and mirrors man they put certain people in your face to be a a, a messiah mm. you know that's why j edgar hoover said you think you're going to get a messiah outside of us giving you one Cross dressing, which is it's on the records, it's on the books. Well, listen to what he said, bro. He said, Listen, you're not getting no messiah unless we approve of him first. We're gonna manufacture you mm. a messiah. And on that same point, man, we got all these fake little incubators now, loads of cloning and stuff. Is boy, that's another topic, man. But yo, there's so much mad stuff going on, man. We gotta guard self physically, mentally, spiritually. Um, hearken to the most high as much as possible study to show thyself approve sibling it's been an honor yeah, pleasure thank you very much for your time i'll make sure i put the links below make sure you go to the youtube channel this brother is putting out nothing but content and i i commend you for the time people don't understand how much time it takes to put together that kind of content you do and the research i mean the research and not because we do the research we can just do that and then spit it off but to put the visuals to the things that you're doing sibling salute yeah. Hallelujah, man. Glory to the most. Hey, thanks for having me on, bro. And keep doing what he's doing on that side of the world, you know, in Birmingham. Yeah, um, man. Rumtown. <laughs> Definitely, man. Honest, <laughs> yeah. honest. All right. Bless up, man. Peace. Bless it.